<laughs> Hi, this is Veronica Antwistle, and I'm laughing at Don, who just ushered me in with the utmost of, uh, what would you call it, cheerleader's grace. Thank you, Don. Thank you. You know where I'm sitting? This is Veronica Antwistle. We're talking about radiating, consciously radiating by design, and we're going to play around with a whole number of ways to shift your frequency, your radiances, and to take advantage of the beautiful radiances that are coming through the universe these days. But I have to tell you, I'm having horrible technological problems here in Los Angeles. I'm doing a dog sit, and they've got a wonderful house, but what I did not know is I wouldn't be able to use my computer or my phone whilst I was there. So here I am parked with my iPhone. And all of you have heard of uh, Dodger Stadium, haven't you? I'm on a trail, a walking trail, overlooking Elysian Park and Dodger Stadium, and I'm chuckling. So here we are, parked on the edge of a walking trail, and we're going to have a wonderful show tonight. I hope a bunch of you are going to call in and appreciate the beauty and the expansion and the nature that's all around us, and of course, there are going to be people walking by, and there's going to be dogs and gosh knows what all, bicycles and uh, people that are out for recreation. I don't think we should get any traffic otherwise. So I hope you'll join me in the feeling of what it's like to be on the edge of Elysian Park. Aren't the Elysian fields in, in mythology where the gods dance and whirl around? I think so. I think that that's where they play. Anyway, let's talk about frequencies and how you are. My intention tonight is we're going to raise the frequencies in a whole bunch of different ways, and I hope you'll play with me and see what it feels like. As I was sitting here in the car after deciding about 42 different ways to park so I wouldn't be in the middle of downtown traffic, um, I started talking to our guides and angels and bringing in higher frequencies. I call it calling in the present or calling up the present. Do that with me right now. Let's call in from the universes and from the different dimensions the present, knowing the feeling, the frequencies, the vibrations of those beings that usher us into greater perception and help us wend our way through the white waters of being in 3D in the third dimension. These beings, when we call in the presence, we can feel more loved and more possible than we could imagine. I can just feel it right now. My little body's buzzing away here. How do you feel? Now, I hope some of you are going to call in tonight. I keep hearing odd little excuses. Oh, I thought about it. I didn't want to interrupt you. Interrupt me. I want you to call in. And I know I don't have my computer here, so you'll have to read the call-in number off the BBS uh, site. I'm sure that you can rock it there and then call in and tell me what's going on in your world. Because it's, it's really interesting in this time in history that the frequencies, we've talked about this probably every other show, but the frequencies are moving up. You, as a vibrational vehicle of light, are much higher frequency than you were in past times, past lifetimes. And certainly... Way back in my life and probably yours, you're much higher frequency than when you were, some of you are still teenagers, but when you were really young, you probably went through a lot of things, especially those of us in the vintage in which I am, 
that you, uh, most of us had to break out of the fields that were just being kind of cultivated in the human collective. Most of us had to really fight to break out. And we used to have processes, what we call processes, it was sort of waking up to old, um, uh, like emotional states of being and old abuse reactions and old programs that made us act out, you know, that drove us to act out or to rebel at a deeper level because we felt so disempowered, almost disemboweled going back into the second chakra by the fact around us that we were never really um, seen or known. And most of us listening to this show have had that deep push way inside that there's something greater in humanity, there's something bigger in who you are, and there's something about love and freedom from what we didn't know. The 60s took us through some of it, where we ripped and tore at the fields and frequencies. But now we are a higher frequency being. And the young kids coming in are much higher frequency than we started with, aren't they? They're able to start, and when they process, processes we took two and three weeks to get through, they can get through them in minutes. You notice that? Boom, they're out of it. What used to take two weeks or three weeks then takes four minutes. It's really interesting, and it's because, collectively speaking, we are breaking out of the fields that kept us contained in a kind of a dog-eat-dog reality. I've noticed that there's still an awful lot of dog-eat-dog, or I get all the marbles and you get nothing. There's a lot of that still going on on the planet. But you and I know that there is a change, and it's being imposed, if that's the right word, We are receiving high-frequency energies from the universe. There's always flows out there. And I've mentioned before that as an intuitive, I used to see these huge waves. They were like tsunami waves, but they were big enough to flip galaxies around so the galaxies would be tossed in there with waves. I used to wonder about what it meant. Now I think I really understand it, that when we feel amazing fields and frequencies coming through the universes, there's a lot of action out there. And it is time for those flows, wherever their source is, and we're all from the source, aren't we? Wherever their source is, is letting go of or sending out more and more swashbuckling higher frequencies. So it doesn't matter. I remember David Wilcox was the first person I actually heard put this in words. But it doesn't matter which galaxy you're on or which universe you're in or which um, any anything you're on. It's still shifting frequencies. It's moving and a grooving. And deep down inside of you and inside of me, even if we just lie on the floor and suck our thumbs, it's still happening. But what happens if you and I consciously move those frequencies through our body-mind if we literally use them like acupuncture, that sort of thing, to hit the densities within ourselves. The densities represent ways that you and I have held back in reaction, whether it came from lineage, whether it came from your soul's journey, whether it came from your mom and dad or somebody who bopped you over the head with a two-by-four. Sometimes I think that's what happens from my higher spirit when I don't behave. (laughs) But in any case, you know what I mean? We go through reaction after reaction, 
always, 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 most of us spent a ton of time digging for the source of those reactions. And we were told a few years ago, drop the search. You don't really need to find the source. You just need to find the reaction and and disperse the density it has left in your vibrational vehicle of light that prevents you from manifesting the amazing heaven on earth that you and I know can possibly happen, right? So if we learn to take with with the beautiful, like the sculpting tool of our mind, if we learn to reach up with our mind and draw in the high-frequency energies and run them through our body-mind, and touch the places with those frequencies in our body-mind that feel like they're held back or dense. Some of you have very, very sensitive places. I can see when I say that. Some of you have, for example, in the belly, which holds huge uh, stress reactions from abuse. And actually, the belly, as you know, houses a lot of unconscious, subconscious karma, hamburger, everything left over, mom, dad, authority, sexuality, things that we exchange on a deep, deep, deep feeling level, okay? So as we um, go into our um, processes and we take these fields and frequencies, we move them into places with our mind, remember, our mind is the sculpting tool, move our frequencies into the places that you sense are heavily laden with old abuse issues or old repression issues, you bring them in there and trust, and those frequencies will literally dispense with or disperse the densities that are holding themselves in place. And you'll notice, according to lineage or DNA or whatever you're um, believing in at this point, that the densities will follow pattern in you that would be different than a pattern in me, right? And so we don't get it from everyone else. Most of the time, you get where those frequencies need to be applied by your own body. So if you say, oh, I always get belly aches, or I have a pituitary problem, or I tend to get a lot of ear pain, or, you know, you move them into there. There's a lot of healing. And the one thing I want to say, and this is only one style of moving frequencies, One thing I want to say is healing really is about, instead of restraining frequencies into a certain pattern that maybe you inherited, the very style that you you put it there is because of your parents or whatever you think your lineage did. We don't have to keep... I just got interrupted. I forget where I was going with that. The thing about that is when you when you want to be a vibrational vehicle of light and we're talking about healing, the more you can consciously call in the frequencies and apply them directly to wherever you have your fragility, the more you're going to feel empowered. And for a lot of the people I know, it happens very swiftly because they've been practicing. So do you understand? I'm hoping that you'll call in and talk about it. We have a quick meditation tonight, and then we're going to go through various tools you can use. The one we started with is literally calling in huge amounts of frequency and applying them directly to the various parts of you that are 
dense, meaning that you have, oh, I wanted to say one other thing about this, that you know that you have a propensity for pain, for illness. Maybe it's your bones. Maybe it's your skin. Maybe it's your uh, belly. I've already talked about the subconscious belly area. Some of us have throat issues, and it's easier for me to pull things into the throat than some other places and the skin. Some people, your legs. And we're going to talk about all those as evidence of not only the propensities that came into the physical from your lineage, but also how you think and the way you think. For example, if your legs are really vulnerable, you probably haven't felt very secure in your life. You see, the security is understanding legs, feet. The security, legs, knees or flexibility, and sometimes flexibility in the wrong time can't hold you up, can it? And knees also hold fear. So, like, your body really talks to you about why it's holding things where, and then you get to learn so much as you apply these things. So just take a second now and reach up with your mind and your heart because we want truth and integrity and love when we do all this. Now reach up with your mind and your heart. And again, call in the feeling, the knowing, the presence. I'm going to feel the presence coming through my body-mind. And here in my little car in the edge of Elysian Park, I really feel a lot of the frequencies, bright, bright fields and frequencies. Good. And now one of the ways to raise your fields and frequency is through sound. So let's just do the basic. There are many basics, and some will tell you this is the only way, and there's never the only way. (laughs) In fact, if you use sound consciously, it can be sounds that surprise you, but if you apply them with your mind as a sculpting tool directly to parts of your body that need to be moved, you'll find a lot of them work. Some will install a much greater um, dissonance, and some will install a much greater harmony. But in any case, all of them can be used to bust up densities. You understand? It's very interesting. So let's um, start and let's make some sounds and apply them to the seven chakras. These are not your only chakras. I hope you remember that. Um, These are just the ones that we use as basic you know, you're a vibrational vehicle of light. So if we keep these seven chakras that are the seven colors of the rainbow when they're working at the highest optimal level, and each of those colors of the rainbow can have more and more radiance, you see? So there's a radiance to the color that comes up when you become more and more conscious. So working with just the seven chakras is working with huge aspects of your uh, of your consciousness and what kinds of uh, programs make you run this way and that. And remember, the higher you can move your frequencies, the higher you can radiate, the more easily you can manifest creating heaven on earth, which is what we want, creating what you want, creating your reality. Oh, and I wanted to say this. I started to say a while ago, I wanted to say something else. I keep forgetting it. Here it is again reminding me. <laughs> Um, by the same token, when we're talking about density and calling consciously with your mind's eye to 
to bring in the frequencies and applying them to densities that come from reaction. I want to remind you that a simplistic way of using that is to call up at any time your resistances. Two things I've noticed really help people move fast these days, calling up resistance. In any, sometimes in the most weird situations, just be playful. Make it funny for yourself. You're standing in line in the safe way, so I want to feel all my resistance. You might be very surprised at how your resistance is taking over your body in ways that you have no idea, right? Or, I want to call up my holding, anything I'm holding inside. It's shocking, you know, up comes a whole bunch of uh, holding things that you didn't even think about before. But they tell you a lot about defense and protection and resistances. And they will tell you that, that many teachers will tell you that resistance is a way to, make, to, to prevent your own enlightenment. And I don't really know what it takes to be enlightened. I'm on my way. So are you. We'll figure it out, okay? <laughs> so let's make some sounds. We're going to do the basic sound. And remember, each sound is matched by a color. We're going to take a deep breath. And we're going to sound in the deep breath, right? And we're going to sound out, making the sound and the color all the way out to the end of the breath. And I'm asking you to pay attention to your own chakra centers as you make the sound. If you're shy, you don't want to make it out loud. Get over yourself, because when you make it out loud, you can literally, you know when you as a kid, used to take a blade of grass and put it between two uh, your two uh, thumbs and then blow, and it would just vibrate like mad. It's kind of like that. You want to get that sort of sound going, and you want to get those fields in your body that may be resisting and holding to vibrate like that because they'll dispense with themselves, and also you, my friends, will get a big kick out of yourself. So let's do it. Base of your spine. Remember... It's base animal instinct, lust for life, and it's really your deep, gutsy, earthy aspect. And we want to be grounded on this planet. You wouldn't be here if you didn't need to be grounded to a bit, okay? Take a deep breath and focus on the base of your spine, and the color is red, and the sound is, ah, okay? Deep breath. Ah. Feel a tingle there. One more time. Uh, excellent. For me, as I did that, I felt a lot in my upper arms. I don't know why, but pay attention when you get that information. It's just, just let it talk to you. Second chakra, belly area is orange. Remember, we already talked about it, is the subconscious, unconscious, everybody else's influence, everything left over, including hamburger, mom, dad, sexuality, authority, woof, lots of stuff in there. It's orange, the very, very complicated and detailed part of your, um, I guess we'll call it your intelligence, your psychology. And remember, a lot of our neurotransmissions start off first in the intestinal tract and then go to the brain. So... Oh, my goodness. The sound is orange, and it's deep breath. 
Feel a circle round and round, scouring your belly. There are other parts of your body that talk to you while you do that. Okay, now let's move up into the solar plexus, yellow like the sun, and the sound is oh. And remember, this is your personal power center. But the word power could be on this long continuum. There's power over, right? There's empowerment, and bottom line is what was your soul? traveling about why did you come to the planet this time? What kind of power do you have in you that you wanted to apply to the collective, to your life, to your soul's journey, no matter what fracas is around you, and by that nature, into the collective? So that means if you're feeling defensive or resistant and you get your power by being manipulative or something, which we've all done at times, Take a look at that and keep sounding into it until those manipulations disappear. Because I promise you, the power that you are is amazing, and we want to get to it. Sound is O, and the color is yellow, and you're into your solar plexus. Remember, and I forgot to say this, you want to cycle those colors round and round in these little areas in your body. Oh. Some of you look like you're really frozen in the stomach, and that's great. Take a look at being frozen, and from there, let's sound it one more time. And let that sound go round and round and thaw it out. Whatever it takes in your imagery, you can do it. The sound is vibrating the freedom and the clarity of your power. Oh. Good. And now move into your chest area. And the chest is courage, inspiration, flights of fancy, unconditional love. Tremendous amount of grief is stored in the chest and in the lungs. And some of us are born with a lot of grief. You know, babies are often born with a lot of grief. Because guess what? There's a lot of losses in the existence of a soul. We don't even have to know what they all are. Don't fight with it. Just learn about it and give it a certain shot of light. You ready? The sound is, ah, but we're going to sing it to make it easier, okay? And it's green. And feel that green just take over. Green, green. What is green? It's sustainability, isn't it? Ah. 
Okay. Some of you actually hurt when you do that. That's probably a good sign. I say it's probably a good sign because if you're really impacted and you don't feel anything, then you have to do something to wake it up. If you feel something like hurt, that's not as deep and as frozen as, say, depression or... Uh, rigidity or a cold sort of pathological thing, it's better to be able to feel hurt, right? And then you change that. You move it. One more time. Excellent. Now we're going to move our attention into the throat. Did you feel any shift there? Some of you did. Um, For some reason, I'm seeing that several of you are afraid of it. You're afraid to feel what it wants to say to you. Take a look. Is that you? Hmm. Now we'll see. Yeah, there's a really nice buzz going on. So now we go into the throat, which is where you synthesize your own wisdom, where you call from your experiences that the wisdom that you're going to take is the first of the wisdom chakra, and the neck is consciousness itself. So as you pull the wisdom from experience, then you're also pulling more and more changes in who you are, what your identity is what you're willing to work with for the rest of your life, at least in that moment, because it'll keep changing, dropping off our identity at some level and allowing ourselves to break through the sod or the crust and pop up anew. A lot of that goes up through the throat, but there's a challenge there because if you have any resistances, any desire to maintain things so you'll be secure, there's going to be some struggling in the neck as you call wisdom out of the essence of wisdom out of your experience, the neck itself is going, "Uh uh-uh, I find it really hard to change. And you say, yeah, well, you have to. So, And remember that around the throat is like a bottleneck. So all the spiraling lights that move up through you, bringing wisdom or experience up out of different levels of your consciousness, all of that has to spiral on through the tiny little blue gateway to wisdom, which is at the base of your neck, at the front, down around the thyroid. Now, a lot of people have thyroid problems these days, and you can say it's because of radiation. But there's another thing to say, is we keep saying we're in the shift, and there's an occurrence going on where we're becoming more and more true to ourselves. It's making us more personally empowered. It's making us more true about what we came here for, what was our dharma. It's making us more aware of death as an evolutionary passage, right? And and so what we're going to do is sing. So that just tells me so many people, if the collective is working on the shift, it will have a huge impact collectively on our thyroids, will it not? Makes sense to me. The sound is Eh, as in everything, 
and the color is blue. We move up a little higher. <clears throat> Here, sitting in the car, I don't seem to have much freedom in my throat. But anyway, we'll try again. See, that's good experience for me. If I don't feel it, I have to practice until I can get to it, right? And the sound is, hey. Ready? And you're moving, you're vibrating that part of you right at the bottom, just where there's a V in your collarbone there, right? More. any reports in other parts of your body when we did that? Because I did. I got some really funny stuff going on in the back of my head and up into both halves of my brain and down at the base of my spine. I'm like, oh, wow. I'm in... You know what that means? I bet you already do, but I'll tell you what I see. Is that it means that I'm actually transforming a lot of things and it's having the impact on both my brain pattern and my base chakra. And I want that. I've come here to learn to transform, and I'm such a character that sometimes I work against my own transformation. Have you ever done that? I bet you have. I think we all have. So in any case, here we go. We're going to go up to the, the third eye. We love the third eye. Move up into the third eye, which is in between your brows. Move in behind where your brows meet. Move in behind your brow. Okay, um, and the color is deep indigo. It's not just in behind your brow. Let's go right into the brain, your braino, braino. Okay, and the sound is yeah for indigo and intuition, and it's a little higher than the S sound. So in you go. Now take a deep breath, and you remember that this is where you take all this information, and it elevates you so that you open to those membranes that are holding us, containing us in what we allow ourselves to think and know and believe. And we can vibrate those so they're free and the veils between dimensions get to fade. And you can see and I can see. And isn't that exciting? You don't have to see to see. You can know. You can feel and sense. You can perceive in all kinds of different ways. So the sound is... Okay. One more because my voice went away. Because when I look out at a lot of you, I'm seeing like flickering lights that are moving around the third eye. Oof, it's great. And that 
top of your head is violet. It brings in God, guides, angels. Remember we said at the beginning, reach out with the mind, the sculpting tool of the mind. Well, I'm seeing this beautiful crown chakra, this amazing um, uh, collection agency, this beautiful lotus that reaches up and gathers in frequencies from way out there. Isn't that wonderful? And what are you going to do with those? Well, that's what we've been talking about, going through all these chakras. You're bringing it through the top of your head. You're bringing in the source energy, the guides and angels, your higher self. Okay, let's call it in. And the sound is, and the color is a radiant, radiant violet. And we're going to end, when we end with it, we're going to wrap our whole bodies in those lights, in the violet, violet light. Big breath. Big breath again. In the next breath, let's make that violet surge round and round around our body to be the cloak that makes us beautiful and vibrant and protects us from taking on or magnetize some of the old frequencies that are still somewhere in the weaving of what we are in our vibrational vehicle of light. So let's go up higher and bring in that beautiful, beautiful violet color and wrap it around our body. Tuck it under your feet. And now I want you to call out. Call out into the universe. Good. A great, a beautiful golden light, and drop it into the top of your head from the universe straight down to the top of your head through this crown chakra that we just worked on, all the way through your body, all the way through your body, right down into the core of the earth, and have it bounce back up and fill yourself so that you're now really grounded and really sutured. Good. And now here's another thing. We're talking about all the different ways that we can use frequency to transform ourselves, right? Another thing we can do is when you're way up there, using your mind as a sculpting tool, I want you to practice. Some of you do this already. I want you to practice going way up and feeling that part of you that knows everywhere you've ever been and everywhere you're going as a soul. That's how I perceive my higher self, is that part of me. It's very much me. And it's so much bigger. It holds me. It contains me. It is me. It's 
Um, I guess Oversoul is a good way to put it. Any of you ever read uh, The Education of Oversoul 7? If you haven't, I really recommend it. Jane Roberts' fictional uh, piece that really tells you a lot about the different aspects of the soul and how they're part of the whole picture. I don't see quite like that. I just see my higher self as the aspect of me that knows so much more on a conscious level about where I've been going and where I'm getting to. Now, you could say also our guides and angels do that as well, but let's look at our higher self first. So now you're... Just take a couple of deep breaths. Yeah. And then ask to feel... Raise your mind up and ask to feel the presence of your higher self. Oh, it's nice. Doesn't it feel good? Now, say you're wanting to straighten something out with somebody. You've had an altercation. Or maybe you want to make, some of you are looking for partners. Maybe you want to find a partner. The higher self is great. You want to iron out wrinkles. You want to see something in your path that you don't know how to find it. You go up into your higher self. And you do lunch, my old friends used to say when I talked about this. Oh, it's having a tea party with our higher selves. I go, yeah. So what you do is you take your higher self and say you want to meet somebody. It's just a really good, uh, playful example. A lot of you aren't worried about that right now, but some of you are. So I want you to send to your higher self the message that you want to meet somebody and have your higher self meet or introduce you to the higher self of the person that you're going to meet. It's really fun. I call it U-mail. Universal mail. Or say you're having a fight with somebody or a disagreement, and it's usually based on awful misunderstanding, isn't it? So you take your height, get into your higher self, get into that altered state, and you go over and talk to the higher self of that person. And you might say to the person, if you, if you want to meet somebody, so what are you going to say to that person? Hi, I'm hoping to meet you. Um, what do you like doing? I mean, you can actually be just socially like that. I really like, I'm looking for somebody who can grow with me spiritually, can go out and play and can cook or whatever it is you want. Have children, not have children. <laughs> travel the world over, not travel the world over. Go live in India, not live in India. Whatever it is you want. You want to make movies? You want to tell that person very interesting things about yourself and how you would love to share this, that, or the other about that person, right? And it's really interesting because I promise you this. If you do that for a while, you're going to start getting messages back from that other person's higher self. And you'll actually be able to meet that person. And when you do, you'll know more about them than you can ever believe. Sometimes it's kind of a blank for a while. And I think that tells us something right there. I probably don't need to try and explain that to you, do I? (laughs) So let's go into this other part. Let's wrap ourselves in light and then go up into your higher self again. Remember, that's just sort of relaxing and breathing and moving up and going, okay, I'm into that part of me that knows everywhere I've been and everywhere I'm going as a soul. Okay. And I know, you might say something like this, I know I want to increase my ability to love. 
I know I want to bring light and love to the planet. I know I want to make a shift and imbue the collective with the higher. You can say those kinds of things. and But then go to the higher self of the person that's annoyed with you or misunderstanding you. And you could say, you know, I know I said um, thus and so, and you took it that I meant um, I was attacking you, but I wasn't. I was being funny or I, um, I didn't realize I was stepping on your toes. You know, however the altercation went, and that's often an example of how an altercation goes, and you just keep doing it, and you keep sending your light, and you keep saying whatever it is that helps you think that person's going to understand, uh, hear what you do. And you may find, and oh, another one to do, too, when you're having an altercation, you may find you're really angry with someone. You're really hurt and really angry, and you want to get in there and feel, first of all, that they also might not have meant things the way, you know, they might not have meant it. For example, somebody betrays someone. I heard a story about this recently. Uh, Somebody betrayed somebody, but the excuse was kind of paltry. What she said was, what happened is they met, and they just fell into it with each other. Now, she was upset because she'd been betrayed, but I said, what do you want in life? Isn't that something you want? Well, yeah. Hello? Have I got a caller? Yes, you do have a caller. My name is Jill. Hi, Jill. How are you? I'm fine. I'm in... uh, Where are you? Jill's my friend. Well, I'm right now in Connecticut with two little adorable angelic children, um, Gavin, who's four, and Adeline, who's 18 months. And I was struck by something you said earlier in in your program about um, that sometimes children can be born, we can be born with grief, with a lot of grief, because the soul has a lot of loss. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, do you want me to? Yes, um, that sometimes we've been through. Can you hear me okay, Jill? It's not a great connection. You understand that? Yeah, I can hear you, but I sort of, I I hear background sounds like the show is still going on without me or something, without us. I know. It's, It's just a bad connection. I'm also at the edge of Elysian Park. Right, right across from Dodger Stadium, sitting in my car. <laughs> oh, okay. Isn't that funny? That's the only place. I mean, and never mind. Um, the thing about grief in children is that very often you can see it in their faces. You know how people say children are born as a blank slate, but if you look at a newborn baby, some of them look. I remember when my daughter was born. I went, "Oh my gosh, she's way older than I am," and I consider myself an old soul. And that quite often in people who are that old, they have to accomplish something that helps them out of their uh, emotional content, if you will. So they'll transform a lot of things, most likely, not just carry the grief along, but the grief comes from many deep experiences from other lifetimes, as far as I can figure out. And some of them have a lung problem propensity, you know? That makes sense, uh-huh. right? 
Yeah, sure, because lungs are about grief, as, as, as I, in my experience, too. I was wondering, though, sometimes, you know, you'll watch babies or even three- or four-year-olds, and they just get into these crying fits that just don't seem reasonable for what's going on, and the parents will say, oh, they're tired or something, but maybe they're really processing more grief because they feel safe enough to do that now or they don't know what else to do, and, and so they... They are crying more than because there's more going on than just whatever's happening in the moment with them. And I think whatever is happening, I mean, I, I think you're absolutely right, and I don't think there ever is just what's happening in the moment. Do you? I mean, the older I get, the more I go, wow, we can say stay in the now, which is appropriate, but uh, I don't think we're ever in just a moment. I think there's always a huge huge backlog of stuff that led to our emotional interpretation of whatever's going on. And I do think, does that make sense? And I do think little children feel so much that they have no words for that can be going on with the adults or around them or even the news. I think they really feel a lot, right. of it, especially if they're feelers, you know. Some kids don't feel right. as much. Right, it's like a weak one. It's like they like have what? a antenna up or Yeah. And I I think that one of the things, I don't know if you're asking for solutions. I know you're very um, a gifted healer yourself, but the, what I'm thinking about is solutions like acknowledging that it might be worth crying about like that, which is something nobody ever did in our generation, right? Right. And that... Right. They would giving, stop crying and... Here, I'll give you I'll give you something to cry about, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah, it was pretty awful. <laughs> when you're with your baby, yeah. when you when you're with your babies, you've got one who's so water, and you might find that uh-huh. she laughs easily, but also will cry with a very deep. I don't know if she does this yet, but you'll find times where she's crying with a very deep, deep oceanic sadness, you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like it's like it's more than it's more than just her. Yeah. And you know this is intuitive. We've said over and over again, I'm feeling the pain of the world. Babies do that too. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think it's true. I think they do, yeah. Well, I just want to comment, I'm just enjoying it so much. I'm enjoying all the chakra balance we're doing, and um, I really appreciate you, and I love uh, I love your take on all of this, so I want to thank you publicly. Thank you, and I also want people to know who you are, because most of you who listen to this, have heard me sending off news about my wonderful friend in Costa Rica who has a great healing center, and this is Jill. Jill, meet everybody. Oh, hi, everybody. <laughs> Whoever's <laughs> listening, I hope you're having a wonderful evening, and I hope someday to see you in Costa Rica. We have a beautiful healing center called Amatiera, and I like to think of it sometimes as the healer's healing place. So those of you who are on a, ha- a path where... I mean, we're all healers in our own right. We all have the ability to heal ourselves and to heal others. And, you know, even if you are not a, if you're not on a healing path of being a healer to others, we're still all healing ourselves in one way or another. So um, 
come down and see us. It's Amatiera. And um, I didn't call to plug my place, but since you mentioned it, Veronica, I'll, I'll go ahead and mention it, too. Well, Jill, I have to say, I'm always telling people about it on the air, so they may as well meet you. So, <laughs> And I better move on, but I'm really delighted. We have to be in touch as well because I've missed you, and have a wonderful trip and give your family a love. Okay, I'm sure I'll speak to you soon. And um, for all of those who have babies around you, remember what she's saying about loss and grief because I think it's all a part of the human experience, like Veronica says. Take care. All right. Love to you. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Love you. Love you, too. Well, that was a wonderful call, and one of the things Jill does over there at Amatiera is lets you be who you are, and you get recognized for that. And I don't mean she praises your ego. I mean in the environment there, the ambiance. We were talking about frequency, and the whole ambiance of the place is it induces really wonderful uh, feeling of peace and recognition and a wooming kind of thing. I think we have another caller, do we? Hello? Hi. Hi. Ronnie. Who have we got? Yeah, who have we got? Hi, from Eastern Canada right now, are you? I came back from Ottawa. I'm still a bit jet lagged, but I had a great time, like you said I would. Ah, uh, you were a big success. Nadia went off on her first big venture of doing a big workshop, and then teaching what? Reiki also. Uh, and so it was we a were big doing success? lots of chakra stuff. It was a big success, in spite of my own tendencies to. <laughs> do all the things I do to clutter my mind, and it was still, it was great, and Bridget's wedding was wonderful, and it was like a healing of the family, because, you know, when, during the divorce, I felt I lost that side of the family, so, and my daughter was there, Vanessa was with us, it was a great time, I'm still kind of exhausted, and now getting ready for California. <laughs> what? Well, you know what I want to say about Nadia's call? It's not just about her family. I'm seeing more and more people who go through incredible stress that are popping up like this, Nadia, and finding their truer dharma, including your daughter, truer dharma at this time in this turbulent, turbulent Mm. world. The world's crazy. But there are people just stepping forward, suddenly coming out of maybe dark spaces or vague spaces, Pieces, and you're just a perfect call for that right now. Yeah, wow. I'm sure learning as I go. <laughs> well, learning I think the universe has it. Go ahead. No, the, the light just comes through anyway, in spite of, you know, all of my... <laughs> in spite of me... <laughs> Yeah, and because the, the me that you're talking through. about is not your higher me, is it? It's your smaller me. I, I wanted to yeah. say something which I consider to be funny, which is I think the universe is picking us up by the seat of the pants these days and booting us. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, good. But, you know, I'm finding how much better the work goes when I'm 
when I'm connected with other people, like partnership events, seem to work so much better than me trying to do it all myself. Did you have a partner in Ottawa? Well, I have, you know, the woman that I did coaching with on the phone for months before that set up the uh, registration, and then she worked with Bridget in setting up the the spa space. It's like the logistical stuff was handled. The money was handled for me. All the stuff that would just really clutter my mind and take my energy was taken care of so I could just 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 create and present. Isn't that wonderful? Really? Well, I'm so back. back. <laughs> well, that's good. That. And I also and you also look stronger as a result. So I don't think you're going to lose the gains that you made. The universe has got you by the butt. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, I I it seems to take that. And um, so, meanwhile, at home, things are changing, and, you know, Dave has moved out, and I'm helping him get organized, and I'm organizing myself for California. I'm quite tired, um, but I I need to maintain the momentum and keep moving forward. I think you hand it over, over, and over again. Just keep handing it over, and you won't get so tired. Okay. You know, um, you, you um, get help. You've got help. Good. Well, you know, I almost almost said, okay, let's just not do California. It's, it's a really big jump. But, but it's, I mean, it, I think I have to go to California because... Oh, I think it's part of the deal. Going. <laughs> Sorry? It's part of the deal right now. You're on a roll, girl. Yeah. Keep moving. And I've had, you said that gifts would come like on a conveyor belt, and they certainly have been. Um, I mean, I, I have a friend, my friend Larry, that I used to teach with in Ottawa. He's took me for dinner, and he said, you need a new computer. Let me buy it for you. Whoa! I wow. know. So, so he said, just go and shop. Find one that you like. We'll order it online, and, and you'll have it. Aw, isn't that wonderful? Well, really I'm hugely so happy. generous. Yeah. So I have no idea where I'm going to live after I come back from California, but I guess that'll, I'm just, I'm doing my best to focus on gratitude and keep the, the energy clean and forward moving. So that One of the I things can, I learned, you know, I, no, the gratitude is like a real antidote to worry. Yes, I know. That, it's lovely. Instead of worry, focus on all the good stuff. Pump up my energy and, and attract more good stuff. Yeah, because worry is, in a way, it's an affirmation going in the wrong direction. But th- yeah. something yeah. funny, uh, Lola Jones has a deal in Divine Openings where she has people every morning when you get up, rave, rave for at least three minutes about things that are good in your life, even if it's that a leaf fell by the window or anything, rave. <laughs> and uh, it's really kind of fun. I, I I started doing it, and it makes me laugh. It's really fun. And it also, it's Can like I gratitude. Can Google her? 
Sure. Yeah, Lola Jones, Divine Opening. Okay. Anyway, okay. I have to go here, but um, much love Thank to you, you, and I'm so not surprised that it went really well, and I'm excited for you and for Vanessa. Give her my love. Yeah, it's things are changing for her, too, and just her job ended. She walked across the street and got offered another one. Yeah. She's a, she's on a roll too. Anyway, I have to go here, but thank okay, you so thank much, you, Ronnie. Take care, honey. And for everyone at home, I hope you're going to find as many ways as possible to raise your fields and frequency. And gratitude, as Nadia was saying, was one of them. Um, uh, I can't remember what it's called. Nadia is has a special, she does Reiki, and that's one way to raise your fields and frequency. A lot of different energy systems are, and they're used, like acupuncture, to raise your field and frequency, where densities might make you unwell. So this is Veronica Antwistle saying, tune into my website, veronicaantwistle.com, hit the Ask Veronica button, and tell me something about your life. Tell me... Uh, they're coming for a session. Tell me about what what kind of frequency work you like to do. Do you like to call in? Do you like to do the structures? We've done a lot of healing work in the sacred geometric structures. That's been very effective as well. And use color and sound. Uh, I see colors for every sound. It's called synesthesia. Some other people do too, so maybe you do that. So let me know what's going on with you. I'd love to hear. This is Veronica Anwistle saying thank you so much for listening to Radiant Sky Design. More than that, thank you so much for consciously radiating out into the world. Know that I thank you so much for listening to the show and say good night and much love. <laughs>